Amen. Let's pray for the word of God today. Father, we just thank you. We honor you today. For this moment, we honor you for just being present because we realize that your presence is indeed the fullness of joy. And God, here we are again at another moment, another opportunity to start, start strong. So God, do let the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart, be acceptable unto you, O God, for you are my strength, my redeemer. God, I'm grateful for every listening ear. God, that they were here, that we were here. God, something that would touch, challenge, and change, and check us. So God, feed me on my feet. Give me clarity and understanding. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for your word. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. Jesus' name, we just shout amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up right there. Let them guys not wipe my eyes. Amen. There's something up in the air or something in here, but y'all is that the haze and I? Amen. My eyes are sweating. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm very, as I look into this, because so much, so much in store. Hey, man, I'm just going to jump on out there today. Let's see them what? Let me see him. Let me see him. Let me see him. Make sure your Bible toting saint. You know, you got to come packing the church. It's the only weapon you can carry. In here, the other ones we arrest you for. Amen. That's why we got PD out there. They gonna get you. Amen. We got it safe in here. But this is the real weapon. Amen. Go and nudge your neighbor and say, there you go with a Bible toting self. And look at him and say, if you ain't got one, you need to get you one. You need to go and get you one done. Us just got one for you. <laughs> Amen. We like you, I like for you to look at the word. It makes more sense to me. Uh, when I open the Bible and I talk about it from its great perspective, amen, would you give it up for our most amazing ushers who let you sit exactly where you wanted to today? Amen. They are so nice. Amen. You, don't you like ushers that, that, that don't be fighting with you? Amen. Don't be, like, like they say, I want to sit. You, you, they say, come on up here. You say, no, I want to sit. They say, okay. Amen. They even made the aisles bigger, so if you had to get up, nobody had to even move. They, 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 they love y'all. Give it up one more time for them amazing ushers, man. <laughs> Amen. I love them. I love them. I love them. Everybody. I tell you, man, if you, 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 have, to, you have to know it to, to, to just enjoy it. They are some amazing people God has just blessed us with. And so this year, man, I got a lot to say. And so I'm going to try to say it throughout this year. Um, you know, um, last year, we, 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 I, I think we probably hit nine out of ten priorities uh, I consider that a pretty good average. Um, uh, only thing I missed last year, I think, was fitness. <laughs> that was it. I mean, we got into the prison. We got. I, I, miss, I, I was, you know, I was doing the. I, but I had to wait till I had to get right before I get out there with y'all, and I wear myself out, you know. So I'm okay now, but I'm in 2023. <laughs> Okay, but we're going we're gonna to continue. We're going to continue. Somebody shall continue on. And so uh, we're going to start off great. But yeah, you know, I, I love sharing um, new focus. Uh, I'm a visionary um, by heart. I believe that God gives vision, um, but don't, uh, he don't just make me, uh, he just didn't make me out of a visionary. I also need those that will carry it. Um, 
I, I've shared this in so many details, especially during the month of September, of how important vision is because um, before you write the vision according to Habakkuk 2 and 2 uh, and make it plain, the Bible tells first you got to um, set yourself up on the ramparts, upon the high towers to see what God has to say. And then take everything you see and bring it under correction so that God does not give you insight to write clear vision and your mind is scattered. And that's important because if you look at 13 years ago, God gave vision and not one word has changed, which shows every day, because everything we do, we live by, we embrace, we empower, we encourage, we equip disciples for Christ-like living and service. And I believe that service word is so important because I'm always concerned with, and, and I have this great understanding that Jesus himself could have came as a CEO a king, like a, a, a king on a throne or something of, of, of worldly significance. But the Bible talks about he poured himself into a servant. Somebody shout servant. So he came into the very form in which he would one day judge us as. He gonna judge you on your job. He gonna judge you and say, man, you was a, man, you was a good mama, you was a good daddy. Yeah, you know, those, those ain't gonna be accountable. But I'm talking about whether or not you serve him good and faithfully. And how do you get to the place of well? How do you get to the place of doing it over and over again, but not ever experiencing complacency? Anybody love your grandmama cooking? How often you like it? All the time? Oh, I wish my grandma was still alive. She made them jelly cakes. She made the best collard greens. Every time she made it. Anybody got folks in your family that ain't, ain't never messed up a meal? What I'm making is that you can come around that thing all the time. And what happened is that I remember my granddaddy, been, um, 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 he died at 92 years old. Not, uh, our, my, my wife's grandfather and, and so for, for um, 17 years, he was alive, and I used to cook Thanksgiving dinner for the family. You know, he used to tell me, this is the best Thanksgiving I ever had. And he used to tell me, he said, it look like you're getting better every year. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm just saying? You'll get tired of something that stayed the same every year. If you did it every year. Because if you're going to keep doing it, you should get greater at it. I don't know if y'all hear me today. If you're going to keep doing it, you're going to keep showing up here, lifting your hands in worship, serving, ministering, whatever God has called you to do. What will keep the cycle of your sermon? Relevance. Does the worship Man, they were coming in today. I'm like, oh, look at that. What are they doing? They, Y'all saw that? I'm like, ooh, that wouldn't happen in my old church. That would not. <laughs> I, I, y'all, hey, I'll be glad. Y'all know, I be, I'm a spiritual mutt. I come from everywhere. At any given moment, all this stuff be hitting me. <laughs> Anybody ever experience the same thing? 
You're like, God, is that right? Is it fair? Okay. Okay, I'm going to get with it. I'm going to get, let me go and just, let me just go ahead and get with it. Because I'm trying to experience a greater experience. So I said, okay, they're trying to get greater. I look, I see that. Things happening. Roma. Might work right all the time. I, mean, I, I tell our guys all the time, we, we don't stay the same. We get, we progressive. We, we, don't, we don't digress. And so that word always hits me. Because we do this. We do this Christian life over every day, every week, every Sunday. But we should become greater. And this is going to allow us to walk in what I believe this 2023 represents. And we're calling 2023 the year of greatness. Somebody shout greatness. Greatness is what I want to talk about this year. Because it's different. This thing has hit me differently than I've... Because I'm always progressing. I'm always trying to come up with, okay, what we're going to do next? Man, we meet hours in our staff meetings on a weekly basis. Like, hours. Like, when we start our staff meeting, we already know we ain't going to lunch. I'm serious. Like, it happens afterwards. Sometimes we just have to get off for the rest of the day. I'm just, it's just how I go. When I'm in that zone, we in that moment... It started maybe 9.30, be about 3 o'clock. And we just cast and throwing our ideas. Listen, what's going on? What's happening? How do we get to the greater place? Because greatness just don't happen. You had to prepare for greatness. Because anytime you get, because anytime you get greater, there's something else coming after you that's greater too. Greater is the temptation, greater is the pool, greater is all that other stuff. So anytime you get to a place, I'll tell you all the time, I'm talking about this in, in some way in this series, at some point in these weeks. Anytime you get to a position and you can't take persecution, there's a sign you got there prematurely. It's going to come when you get great. I'm telling you. And that's why so many people, are, uh, they, they, they shy away from it. I'm going to tell you in the text, they're going to talk about it. Because everybody want it, but they don't want what it costs. Can I talk to you today about the cost of greatness? The cost. Somebody shout the cost of greatness. That's what it is. It's a cost. It, it takes something. And I've been talking last year about this stop and stop doing a lot of things. Stop complaining. Stop doing. Stop making excuses. All this stuff to lead us into greatness. Greatness is where you see yourself, where everyone is applauding your efforts. That's what greatness is in your mind. When you see yourself and oh, that's, that's over every obstacle, over every barrier. You at the place where God wants you to see. So you got to sometimes see yourself with your family. Amen. Your kids. The right house. You got to see all that stuff in your future. That's how you establish greater in your life. Because you say, I see myself. So now I need to establish my works today. Because if you don't see yourself that way, you won't make the necessary corrections now. You'll think that greatness is going to happen by circumstance or happenstance. That's when you now do not live a happy life because happiness is break upon, come from the word happenstance where we get the word circumstance. So based upon the circumstances of your life, it will be determined whether or not you'll be happy. That's why you see folks up one day and they ain't got no money, they down the next like, okay. Why you was only happy when you had something? Because it was circumstantial. I smile when I'm broke, 
Amen to that, somebody. Thank God I ain't broke no more. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you. I had to stop right there. I just had to thank him right there. I've been there for many years of my life. So I, I grew up, we had to play a game to eat, meal or no meal. They were like, what's your problem? <laughs> I broke, broke, like, Jesus. Like, don't, ain't nobody giving out free food? Like, I used to be, I was sitting at my friend's house, hope they invite me in or something. Like, that's how poor I was. But, man, I'm serious. Like, you have to thank God for those moments because he wants you to become. So let me talk about this because this is a new year. We'll be here for a minute as I, as I navigate this. Uh, we, we talked about principles to lead towards greater. Now let's talk about the cost of greatness. Now greatness um, defined like this in its own definition um, is a concept of a state of superiority affecting a person in a particular place or area. In other words, you become superior in an area. This is what greatness represents. It's a growth. It's a concept or a state of superiority. It's a mindset. It may not Because greatness don't mean that you got to be in charge of something to be great or in the, in the limelight or be famous. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment within us that we feel that that's supernatural. Affecting us in a particular area or placing. I found out that greatness is what I see. For this year, I see it. And greatness is what I desire all around me. Like, greatness is what I see now. So, hear this. I told y'all last year that some folks that have been hanging around me may get upset with me this year. Because I'm not going to accept mediocrity. Point blank. Like, I, no tolerance. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be strictly irritated by average. Like, why are you just, you think it's just that way it's going to happen when you want to be great? The greats have to see greatness not only in them, but greatness all around them. Can y'all shout with me say, greatness is what I see. And greatness is what I desire all around me. That got to be your mantra this year. God, I see greatness, and so I ain't going to accept nothing but greatness. I ain't going to dismiss you yet. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about it. Amen. You're going to have to talk to some friends and say, hey, you know what? We, we, we didn't have a great year last year. And so we're going to need to evaluate this because, okay, all right. Greatness is what I see, and greatness is what we want and desire around us. And so I like this because I look at the word desire. Can you shout desire? Now, I have to say this because it's true. And the word says that they that delight themselves in the Lord, he'll give them what? So in order for me to see greatness in me and greatness all around me, I have to have God in it, right? So I got to interject this because I don't want you to think you're great just because you're good at something but it may not bring glory to God. Amen. Because you're good at a lot of stuff. That I, told you, I told you last two weeks, don't confuse your purpose with your roles. You may be a good mother, maybe a good father, good husband, good friend, but are you leading people with your life to a better and greater relationship with Jesus? 
That's why you was created. You were created to make his name what? Glorious. Meaning that people will come and glorify his name. When they see your good works, who they should glorify? Your father in heaven. And we, people miss this, and they, li they live life so long out of purpose. You're good at a lot of stuff, but are you good at what God has called? And, and God, when I found out, man, when I get what God got for me, all these things. People say, Pastor, you, 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 you pulled the permit, you bought the construction company that built the church, I ain't know nothing. I I ain't know nothing about buying it because I had some. I, I was doing some stuff. You you pulled your own permits. You did your own inspections. You met with the inspection inspector. Where you learn that from? Well, I suck golfers. And reading blueprints came to me. Understanding change orders entered my brain. I'm serious. Sitting down and walking through and expect, I never expect for wheelchair accessible. Man, we all know we had to make this place for everybody. It's not like your house. I couldn't put stairs everywhere. Everybody had to be able to roll in no more than two degrees. Jesus, that's hard. Knew nothing about it. But so I said, God, here's my life, my purpose. And God, as I became gooder, I said, is that word gooder? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I became greater in those areas. But then what happened, this is what people did. They say, hey, Pastor, I know you do that. Can you do that? I say, nope. Mm -mm. I do that for God. Well, can you do this at my house? What you did at church? No, I can't do that because they're going to take me out of my purpose. See, y'all missed that. I said, I can recommend somebody to you, but I ain't coming over there because I ain't got time. I may be good at it, but you're gonna take, oh, Pastor, it's a great business out there. I said, nah, but I'm gonna stay to my purpose. I'm gonna stick here because if I do that, I'm gonna have an excuse of why I could fulfill something for God. So when you start seeing stuff like that in your life, I don't think y'all hearing me. This is what's gonna require this. And so that's why I'm sharing this with y'all because this series, somebody shout, this series. I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna promise you, gonna cause you to be irritated by average, aggravated with just all right. Normal will become nonsense to you. So God is just saying that, man, this greatness can also be an attribute to so many people in your life. And so God always wants to elevate our life. And I believe that every effort that we apply to life will become the will of God. And so as I establish focus this year, can y'all turn to Luke chapter 9 with me? We're going to be talking about this for a few weeks, so... Uh, it's a lot of scriptures in there. It's a lot. It's a whole chapter, but I ain't going to talk about the whole chapter just yet. Uh, I'm going to get to bits and pieces to make a point that will bring greatness together. Now, this is, out there, Luke chapter 9. Uh, this is an amazing chapter. I'm always enamored by Luke uh, because of his status. Um, many know him uh, to be a physician. People know that, but I always say that he always look at things from a more scientific perspective. In other words, he has this forensic foresight that allows him to see details in certain situations. And also being a Gentile, he wasn't privy to just the in, in intimate encounter. He had to sit down to get intimate details. 
And so he picked up on stories that may have been shared in passing, but he put more emphasis to create a greater point. Now, I like this because Luke chapter 9, this chapter is filled with great encounters. Now, it's filled with it. Like, it got a lot of them in there. Now, in this moment, I need y'all to understand something. But about halfway through, God talks, Jesus talks about a lot of things throughout that chapter 9. But about halfway through, you get to a pivotal point in the story. Um, he's telling a story. Obviously, the great writers are inspired by God. And, and here in this moment, you see about halfway through, and if you got your Bible, they probably got some little inserts in there where it talks about the Mount of Transfiguration. Y'all see that in there? And so it's, it's, a, it's a great moment. Now, it's a, it's, it's a moment that we need to acknowledge it because it's a great moment. Like this, ta- this chapter is filled with such great encounters with God. And here we see that they go to this experience where they see Moses and Elijah or, or they try to make even residence for them. And Jesus had to even correct them to even let them understand that he is even above those that were, were once before him. He's not even supposed to even be in the same category as the likes of Moses and, and, and those. And so he wanted to let them know that what you see is something above all of that. I need you to acknowledge that this is because this is an experience. Uh, and the reason why I got to share this with y'all, because this experience is so significant, he only took a few of them with him, his, his, his inner circle. And so they experienced this mount of transfiguration where this, 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 this moment where, where Jesus' face was lit up and this encounter with God. And this is what Jesus told them. He told them to remember this moment. But it was not to share this powerful, great encounter with anyone just then. Now, this story is so significant because when you come out of that Mount of Transfiguration, they come down, and the Bible says right after that, the next day when they came down out from the Mount of Transfiguration, after having this amazing experience with God, through seeing God at a different place, saw him high and lifted up, saw the glory of God, they come down, the Bible says, the next day and encounter a demon-possessed boy. How many know that anytime you have a high experience with God, anytime you experience some great experiences, you may have to go through some great trials. See, they got to the point in the story where the man had to bring his son to Jesus because he says, I asked the same disciples that just went up there with you. Y'all miss that. They just had an amazing, great experience, but encountered this demon in the boy. And the man, father, the boy father said, man, I took him to your boys, but they couldn't even do nothing about it. And, it, and I think in, in Mark, it kind of gets a little bit deeper, and, and, and the man got to the point with almost asking Jesus, if you can. Because they, they sure can't. How many of us have high moments with God and then come down and be powerless? Come to church and shout hallelujah, but can't speak until your tomorrow. How great was this moment for you if it didn't work in your next week? As soon as they come down, right? They come down, bam, they right there, and then the boy comes and they like, I can't do nothing. Take him to Jesus. Disciples were mixed. Even after that moment, they started jockeying for position. 
sitting around talking about who's going to be the greatest. Oh, here it is. It's in, the, it's in the text. I'm summarizing it for you for you have some understanding where I'm going with this. And so Jesus dealing with these, these guys, he says to them, you know, a few things. He, he brought a little boy in there, another little child. After they couldn't deal with a boy with a demon, he brought another child in to prove a point. And I'm going to talk about that in the next coming weeks. There's a whole other segment of this series, but I want to make that point. Is that he shared with them that y'all are trying to find out who is the greatest among you. And you're missing the greatness around you. This is what happened. If you read that text, it was, so, it was folks baptizing in Jesus' name. And they was complaining because they weren't doing nothing. Jesus said, let them keep doing it. Why you worried about that? Why you ain't doing nothing then? You sitting around here complaining. You didn't have my, you whipped me and you ain't doing nothing. You should become greater. You should become greater every time you encounter God. And so he deals with them in this moment. They're jockeying for greatness. Now Jesus is dealing now with his imminent death. And it was very difficult, right, for the disciples to wrap their minds around how greatness ends in death. Jesus is telling them, that, so in this point in the story, this is why it's so significant, because Jesus is telling them all the great things about, they say, but you're telling us you're about to die. If somebody told you, I'm going to give you a whole lot of money today, but you're going to die tomorrow, you probably wouldn't take the money. You're like, I won't. Jesus is telling them how great things are about to become for them, and all he's sharing with them now is about how imminent his death is. And he wanted them to understand that Jesus was demonstrating what you're going to have to give up to be great. Am I teaching on the top? I'm, 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 the topic is the cost of greatness. And Jesus was trying to share that uh, all that's happening right now, there's a moment that I'm going to have to give up life. And even in that moment, they end up going from there, having that encounter with Christ. Jesus, they, they, they're trying to almost literally rebuke him. And then they go to a town, a Samaritan, a Samaritan town, where they went to go talk to people, do things for others, and they were completely rejected. Where you going, Pastor? This is a lot of stuff, right? So they went from transfiguration, they went down and was powerless to cast out a demon, and then they jockeying for position, and then they hear about Jesus' death and say, God, that hey, can't be a great thing. And then they come to a point now that Jesus is trying to get them to understand that he was demonstrating that, hey, I'm going to send you into this town and you're going to be literally rejected and you're going to have to relocate. However, the disciples in that moment, right, if you read that text, they was ready in that moment when they got rejected. They say, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire and kill them? trying to use their power for the wrong thing. See, when you're confused about your purpose, you're going back and forth, sometimes you can use your power, and power, you can have power and abuse the very authority. They say, you want, they, they say, Jesus, you do it. They say, do you want us to call down fire? He said, no, I need you to accept the rejection and move on with your life. And it was in this movement, right, that the questions begin to come. Now I need to emphasize this scripture. So I want to paraphrase a little stuff for y'all to understand that he was simply saying to them, 
because they were doing a lot of stuff. And I'm going to teach them all those things individually throughout this series. But I want to bring that to light because he had to come to the end of the movie because sometimes you don't realize people are messed up until you hear them talk. Okay. Anybody ever taught somebody a lesson until you saw them say something? So you, all this was a conversation that Jesus was having. He said, oh, hold on for a sec. I need to, I need to correct some thoughts right here because they're going to mess the rest of their life up. If they keep thinking like this, they have these moments and they, then they get mad when folks don't accept them. They're going to have to understand that there's a cost and a control of this power because there's a cost of greatness. And I want to go down to verse 57. That's where I'm at today. I, I kind of paraphrased all of that because he had to come to a point and say, hold on, let me change the trajectory of this conversation and let me correct some actions and show you some understanding about what it really takes to be great. We could tell you all day, this year gonna be great for you, you're gonna be the greatest thing ever, and I don't teach you nothing to be greater. And here's some scenarios, some stories, some understandings that brings clarity to God's demand for us understanding the cost of greatness. Verse 57, I just wanna read a few of them today. I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna come back and maybe teach a little bit and let's see where it goes from there. It says in verse 57, it says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, he was talking to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Somebody shout, wherever you go. That's important. So a man, as they were walking along, so now Jesus said, let me take you on a conversation. I see you thinking it's messed up. I see some of the things I presented to you, and hey, you know what? I got to get some understanding to your hearts. He said, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. Hey, you, come on. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead, this kind of, kind of harsh, don't it? Ooh, Jesus. Oh, this cost is great. He said, let the dead bury their own dead. I want you to read this right. He said, let the dead bury, not the dead. Because this is, this is, this is, you have to understand this. He says, let the dead bury who? Their own dead. But you go and proclaim. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Man, this is hard. Still another said, I will follow you. Look at this, 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 look at this. Still another said, verse 61, I will follow you, Lord, but he gave him his ultimatum. Jesus didn't even ask him, but he's like, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Let me tell you how I'm going to follow you. I asked to, but let me tell you how I'm going to. Jesus! Sound like some church folk I know, huh? 
Still, I will follow you, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one, somebody shout no one. No one, no one who puts a hand to the plow and look back in 2022. Did I say that? Who looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Ooh, this thing hit me. Everybody want to be great. While you're willing to pay the cost. See, that's the first actual step. See, Jesus was exposing them through the text. But they was missing it. They had to teach them a lesson. He had to show them that there are criterias and costly convictions. That leads to greatness. Now, I like this, this last verse, number 62. I want to just share it in the message, just the last one, because it kind of sums up everything before it. It says, Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looking, no backwards look. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Somebody shout Amen. Can I tell you real quickly that greatness requires giving up? Can I tell you that greatness requires you to give up? Not give up on life, but give up some stuff. Like you may not have to give up watching, you know, another, uh, I know during this holiday season, boy, we can binge watch some stuff. Boy, I'm telling you. You know, I had to forfeit watching some series to write this one. Oh, y'all missed that today. Amen. I'm usually on vacation during this time, right? I, I, I say, God, you know what? Because some of y'all, you know you're supposed to be studying, but you were so big on binge watching this series. It mess you, 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 fight. you say, God, I was going to spend some time with you. But that thing was calling me. They baited me in from that last episode. And that series caught me from writing out the series of my life and preparing for a better future. See, the enemy, if he could keep you stuck on stupid, keep you from studying and seeking first the kingdom of God, his word, studying the soda, and he, if he could keep you there, he knows that you'll miss information. Because God is the only person in your future to, today. That's calling your ear from your right. He's like, come on, I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. And you're like, man, you know what, God? I had no time to listen today. You're going to have to give up. Somebody shall give up. You're going to have to give up some stuff to be great. It requires it. it. Literally, it does. It requires you to say, God, I got to give up some stuff. You may can't hang out with certain people who haven't made a decision to do greater with their lives. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I'm all for trying. I, go, I, I say, boy, you reach for the star, land on the stump, you hide and you start it. Huh, man? But the thing of it is, is this, y'all. We got to understand that greatness requires giving up. You can't hang out with people that are still making the same decisions because your higher calling or your greater calling will not be convenient. Oh, the text proves that today. That when God calls you, now this is the thing, this is the thing, this is, oh Jesus, this is the thing here. 
Some are called into greatness, and some people ask for it. Are y'all hearing me today? In the text, we see all of that. We see some who are called into it, and some raise their hands and say, I do it. No matter if you was called into greatness or you asked for more, because some of y'all asked to be promoted. Some of y'all filled out an application for a promotion. Some of you went to the board to get promoted. They didn't ask you to come up there. But you saw greatness. I'm telling you, this all happens this way. People only think that God calls you to greatness, but the text says you could call yourself out too. But no matter if you called or you called yourself, you got to be ready to endure the challenge. Are y'all hearing me today? Because some people sign up. They say, hey, Pastor, I, I, I want to do it. I say, okay. And then what happened is they don't want to go through it. Oh, y'all hearing me today. I can do this. I did this 50 times at my last church. <laughs> I've been doing this, for, but you don't know how we do it right here, though. We do a little bit different. We show up on time. <laughs> okay. Y'all know the hardest teaching moment for servants? You won't believe how many people used to serve it and is showing up whenever they want. How many of you can't serve here and show up when the people do? Why? Because I ain't got nothing better to do? I just want to be hard on you? Why is that required? Too much is given. Much is required and much is expected, the word says. So the thing of it is, this is why this is important, y'all, because whether we ever want to go to, it's going to cost you. Right of our worship sound like that because they ain't showed up this morning and passed out the notes for the songs. Hallelujah. Bible. You had to read that. You, okay, y'all get y'all. Amen. I mean, you've been at church and they got a paper. You say you should know that song by now. But nobody made a demand on you to be greater. Okay, all right. Jesus. Now, you can't usher and be mean. It's a cost you to be nice. You got to, you got to step. You got, good morning. How you doing? Welcome to Rock Face Center. Glad to be here. Okay, how you feeling? That's a requirement to give someone the great experience. Because how many know you? Your, your face can make them miss God. You out of purpose because you was in your flesh. Got me up here. I was here already. I had a, I ain't hungry. I ain't eating nothing. <laughs> this is New Year, y'all. This is New Year. I'm telling you. It's going to be great for us. I'm telling you. It's going to cost you, though. It's going to cost you. This is the first step. If I could get us past this step, I promise you, when I talk about the other point, they're going to be easy. Oh, Pastor, thank you. That's easy. This is the hard part right here, though. I'm about to give up. It may not be convenient. 
I had to tell ministers, you know, I, I had a new call in the ministry. He said, well, Pastor, I don't know if I can. I said, it ain't going to ever be convenient for you. If you ever want to do the will of God, I promise you it'll never fit your plans. It'll be totally out of your, you'll be like, and that's why some of us, I'm going to talk about it. If y'all read that text again, it's all through there. That's why some folks, well, you know what, Pastor? I got a good enough reason to miss in my own head. Oh, Jesus, somebody shout greatness. greatness. It's going to cost me. So no matter what happens, we see this illustration of greatness. Verse 57, can you bring it back up? It's right there. It says, so Jesus took his disciples away. He said, let me take you on a walk. And as he began to walk, the Bible says, as they were walking, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, y'all notice that Jesus didn't ask him? <laughs> Jesus didn't, the man, the man said to him, I, you know how many people tell me, Pastor, I'll be here for the, Pastor, I'll be with you no matter what. I'll be like, okay. Wait till I tell you what you're going to have to do to stay here and walk this journey with me. Ooh, okay, Pastor, well, I don't like you no more. Seriously. That's how it happens. It's a cycle. Because greatness scares people. But they also like the glitz and glamour of it. See, think about it. Think this guy, this is, you have to understand the scenario of the story. Jesus has already done a lot of miracles. He was already popular. See, when you're popular, folks will try to connect to you. When you're the trend, you're doing well. I'm telling you, they ain't gonna, focus on, they ain't gonna believe in you until you finally get somewhere. They're gonna come out of nowhere. Hey, I always know you're gonna be that. And anytime they jump in your life after you know greatness ahead of you, do you not have questions? Or what are you willing to do to jump on board with me at this point in my life? Because Jesus wasn't no rookie. He was already on his purpose and on his path. And so God, that man saw that. He saw all the people following him. He saw all the followers and not the fighters. Amen. I know some of y'all follow people with the most likes. I ain't got a whole bunch of them. But I got some fighters. Put me up against anything. I got some folks. Amen. Y'all about to say something. Don't say nothing. All right. Say something. You hear? I'm serious, right? The, the God, this is why you have to understand the scenario. The God saw and was enamored by Jesus' greatness and tried to connect to it. Can I talk to you for a second? Y'all see that in the text? Jesus asked him to follow him. Jesus was on his way. He's like, hey, I follow you, not just anywhere, not just somewhere, but wherever you go. You say, yo, you sure? Let me, tell you, let me tell you a story real quick. Look how the text says it. Bring it up. Verse 58 says, he says this to the man. This is a reply. Foxes have dens. And birds have nests. But the son of man has no hotel. I'm cast out. I don't know why I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know where my next meal coming from. 
I don't know what lies ahead of me. See, a fox knows to go back to this den when they get out of, when they get uncomfortable and need shelter. The bird knows to go to his nest because that's the place where it can find refuge. But on this wall, sometimes you have to walk alone. Sleep on the side of the road. Have some hard times. And see, right then the man just had a epiphany. He said, hold on. Nah, 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 nah. I like the greatness around you, but I don't like what it costs me. Look at verse 59. He says what? He said, he said to, okay, go back, go back. I'm a, that's another man. Let me come back to this man. Y'all see this man again? Are y'all hearing me today? Can I keep talking a little bit? Just a little bit. He was telling the man this. Let me make sure I'm on, on he said, this is why it's so important. Because some people will only follow for fame. See, they pursue greatness only for their gain. Until you tell them what it really requires of them. Because the miracles associated with ministry may not be the glamorous life you see. I tell people all the time, they think I'm only up here preaching and somebody get me something to drink. But don't understand the hell and high water that comes with this. Oh, they say, man, pastor, you man, it look like everything going good in your life. I say, it costs me, though. Everything I say is on front streets. I, I, I work in the most critical job. That every word can be misinterpreted and scrutinized and taken wrong, and then now you don't have someone following you anymore. Every time I gain followers, I lose some. Amen to that. I be blessing them like God bless them going, bless them coming. Amen. Only thing I discovered is that it leads slower. That's all it is. It's going to go somewhere. Amen. Maybe. I don't know. But supposed to get mad at you one moment and then bam. They misunderstand you and your life is over and they missed out on their purpose because they got off-ended, offended. Greatness costs you. And some people can't take it. They want to make sure that it's at their convenience. And so this is why Jesus had to let the man know. And the man in his mind says, you notice that he didn't follow because his mindset says, I don't know if I'm willing to give up how I'm living to live for Christ. That's why this is a death thing. A death thing. That's how much he con- see, that's why he had to tell them how imminent his death was because he wanted them to see how physically much he would do for them to save their life. And God said, oh, I'm, I'm telling you to die to some stuff. Give up some bad habits. Let go some ugly stuff in your life. Die to yourself. Who, you, because there's no crown wearers without cross bearers. Because the Bible don't tell you to step over your cross, but what? Pick up your cross and follow Christ. You understand the power that raised Jesus from the grave? You're going to have to understand what he went through. It's the suffering sides. The cause to be great. You can't find or, 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 or discover anybody that have become great at anything that they can't tell you a horror story. I promise you, find a great person. I prom- they probably got three or four or five of them too. They're going to tell you how many people they lost. They're going to tell you what they had to do to get there, what they have to do to stay there. The mindsets to walk in greatness is bad. It's crazy. 
The same folk that'll put you up will tear you down. And you end up taking your life because your life was wrapped around a glimpse of greatness. Anytime a person walks around with a glimpse of greatness when that greatness is snatched, That's why the enemy that give it to you. That's why he, in Matthew chapter 4, he offered Jesus the world in its splendor if he would just bow down to him because he knows how people crave famous things. Celebrity status. People say, Pastor, why you don't pay, pay for no more followers? I said, because I didn't know who followed me. Hey, man. Every time you like me or follow me, I'll be paying attention. I'll go look through your whole page. Amen. You ask me to be your friend? I'm going to look at you and whoever you friends with. If you friends with messy people, and just stay up there. That's why your request is still in my thing, because you got messy people with you. <laughs> Baby, why you? <laughs> I'm serious. Because greatness is what I see, and greatness is what I desire all around me. I ain't trying to be just. Jesus, Jesus was telling you, let me tell you, to follow Christ is an entrance and an exit. He's showing you that. He said, I'm a, he said I, I want everybody to follow me, but I don't want anybody. That's right. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Likes. Hey. God wants everybody to follow him, but not just anybody. He ain't going to let you follow him just any old kind of way. Jesus Christ. Not to be great, though. Whosoever will, let him come. He, all is saved. Talk, but, but the criteria, Jesus said, hey, man, I need you to do something. Let, let's go, can, I, can I go to the next one real quick? I gotta, I'm going to get out of here. I'm talking to you. God, 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 God. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Amen. Let's go to verse 59. Let's look at that, look at that, look at that. See, see, <laughs> I have to say this real quick. The call of God or the call to greatness is an entrance. I said this earlier and an exit door, but I want to emphasize this because God knows those who were impressed and those that have come alongside him to make impact. Because many were impressed by his miracles, but he was testing them to say, are you willing to do something so that your life will make an impact? Now, check this out. Now, this is what he did. He turned to verse 59. He says, he said to another man, Follow me. Now, this is him. Follow me. Verse 60 says, he, but he replied, is that right? Okay. Is that the latter part of the first part? Okay, go back to the first part. I'm sorry. Um, he said to another man, follow me. And what? But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. 60. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Somebody shout, that's a hard decision. Because how many of y'all really love your family? Now, I really had to look at this, and I'm going to stop right here probably because I got a lot to share this year. Can y'all see where I'm kind of going? Are y'all following me a little bit? Okay, I just want to make sure because I, I want to take you on this journey with me. It's, it's really important. Now, now, this question is very significant because Jesus, so he's walking down the street. One man was quick to follow. 
Now you see one who is slow to follow. Quick. Quick as they come. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I need y'all to hear. That's why you see folk up and down. They be like, come here. I see it. It happens in my, I'm trying, and I'll be sitting there like, Lord, if we could just get a hold of that. Can you, anybody ever saw greatness in someone? And you're like, God, but they're not letting greatness come out of them? And, 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 and if I do this, them, if I do them this disservice, they'll never be great. Because sometimes you got talented, gifted people that are ruining their lives. Seriously, they are, they're, 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 because they, 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 they think that this God is on their terms. And God is really sharing with us, this is, this is why greatness, you'll see a great moment, but greatness is different. It's surrounded, it's a continual, it's a constant progression in God's purposes and promises. He said to this other man, follow me, but he replied, first let me go bury my father. Oh, Jesus. Now, Jesus knew something that this man didn't think he knew. Can I tell y'all the truth of this story? Can I tell you? Can I tell you that this man, daddy, wasn't dead? Look at it. I had to read this. I was like, okay. This man, daddy, he said, let me go bury him. Meaning that in the context of this understanding, the man knew that his dad, his dad was ill but did not know when he would die and didn't want to be missing if he did die. <laughs> did y'all just hear me? He wanted to be present just in case his father passed. Missed opportunity. Now, now, this is, now, 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 he is literally stuck between two rights. Because caring for your family ain't wrong. Amen. See, but th this, is what, this is what happens. This, when you understand the context and understanding of this, this is why I had to share this in this moment because the man was not sure or certain when his father would die. He just knew his father was sick. And certain, he says, well, God, I don't know. I'm uncertain about my father's death, but I'll follow you when I'm finished with that. So he's stuck between two rights, but he still has the opportunity to miss God's purpose. Do y'all see that? He wasn't asking to go dig a hole for his dad or to do a funeral, but his ten, he was tending to stick with his daddy by his side because he wanted to remain with his father until he died, whenever that was. He was torn, like I said, between these rights. He wanted to follow Jesus. Can y'all hear me? He wanted to. He was in presence to follow Jesus. Can I tell you what his, his, his dilemma was? Not just yet. Not right now. See, when you look at your reason for not doing the will of God, it makes sense to you. It's a good enough reason in your head. 
It makes total sense. If you told somebody, they couldn't even tell you which one to choose. But God is saying that those moments shows in our mind that, hey, God, do I really believe you'll take care of them? Do I believe that if I follow you, you'll take care of my daddy? Because those are moments because he can go and spend time with his daddy, but he can't keep his daddy alive. You could be by your loved one, but holding their hand all day long. But if God doesn't show up in that room, if God doesn't do what he's supposed to do, because we'll go to our loved one and pray for God to do something for them, when we ain't do nothing for him. Do it, God, I'm here. God said, well, you're supposed to be over here. See, because when you went over there, you said you're going to do that. You ain't need me there because I'm here. You said this is, and this is the way, the way, the way you, when you understand the story, it's the person that says to themselves, I'm willing to follow God, but not just yet. I got enough going on. I, got, I know I got it going on, and there's a good enough reason. But greatness is going to cost you something. Oh, Jesus. Am I talking to anybody today? If not, I can just go home. I got somewhere to eat anyway. I got to be somewhere to eat in a few minutes. Am I talking to anybody today? Because some of us in this room trying to get the greater, and we still in the not yet phase. God, I got enough going on. I got enough on my job. These kids are bad. My husband don't believe in Jesus, but I ain't going to serve him until he get right. You about to, Jesus, let that joker bury himself. Because if he died, you're going to die right along with him, not knowing and fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Stay home if you want to. Hang around, make her feel good. Kids acting crazy. Well, I can't go and fulfill my calling because they'll find out by my kid. You let your kid eat and crazy and you go fulfill your calling. Amen. Let them learn. Amen. Let them go where they're going through, but you get what God got for you. Oh, not yet. Moments are causing us not to experience God great. Because when we walk in God's greatness and we seek Him first, those things that we couldn't. How many know you ain't got to pray to God to go to the hospital? He's already there, right, Melinda? Hallelujah. We weren't over in Houston with you, but God was right there, right? Operating and doing the miracles of God. Because the greatness of God goes places we can't when we decide to do what costs us something. Man, y'all know, if I told y'all this, this thing just came and just dropped in my lap, it almost gonna cost me my family, relationships, crazy stuff. But then I sit back and I start seeing how the good, see when you are in God's purpose, the Bible tells you and all of us that it's going to work out for your good. It ain't going to just work out for anybody good. I have to make sure people understand that because just because you're going through it ain't going to work out for your good. You got to make sure you call according to his purpose. Because if you're over pursuing God's purpose, it's a guarantee you're going to turn, no matter how bad it looks along the way. That's why you could, that's why you, that's why you give up stuff. 
and know that God got something still for you. Anybody ever gave up something and realized that God really had something greater? Woo, Jesus. You were holding on to her. You're like, oh, Lord, holding him. God, they're going to make my life. God said, you, boys, as soon as you let that thing go, you were like, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank I didn't realize that life was this good over here. I didn't realize you had all this for me. You mean that there was real good people out here? People that really love me for who I am? I was stuck over in that abusive Jesus. I'm a priest. I'm going to talk about it because greatness requires you not to be afraid of the farewell. Jesus. Greatness, you cannot be afraid of the farewells. We'll talk about it next week. Jesus. I'm serious, because I, I got so much. I, I told you I had a lot this year. I got so much to say. But we're going to walk in this great. Now, you're going to cost us, though. You can't just come and get it how you want it. The next, not yet. God said, I need you now, because I'm going to take care of your next. I need you now, because I got your next cover. You forgot I was a God that's in your tomorrow, right? I ain't going to ask you to do nothing that requires you to look into your future that I haven't already went and taken care of. So why are you afraid to say your farewells? So longs. Farewell to failure. I didn't mean to be here this long on New Year's. I got to get out. I think live streaming already stopped. Amen. I got to go. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we continue to talk about greatness next week? Yeah. Hey Amen. Let's stand. We, oh, I'm.